This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Wherever she goes, I go, we roll, we go. Flying over cities down to Rio, it's Rio. Love that I feel, oh, nothing lasts forever, but I'm down for the minute, so just chill. Wherever she goes, I go, we roll, we go. Flying over cities down to Rio, it's Rio. Love that I feel, oh, nothing lasts forever, but I'm down for the minute, so just chill. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. Got Ricardo Ball in the house and the team is complete because Robbie is back to lend his hand to the one and only Joey B in the back room. Joey's been running the cutter back and forward like a headless chook for the last couple of days. Good work, Joey. Keep it up, brother. And Aroha, always good to hear your voice. How you doing, Kempi? Morena, morena, buddy. Yeah, I'm doing real good. I'm doing real good. The weather's finally cleared up and uh, I was able to mow the lawns and, and tidy up the backyard. We had some growth, mate, with this rain and all the heat that comes on the back of it. Perfect growing weather. Um, but yeah, mate, just enjoying getting up in the mornings at the moment and, and uh, a couple of weeks into it now, starting to feel like, yeah, we're back to normal, is he? We're back out to get out of bed. You ain't got the... Ain't got the the, the buckle in the eyes, you know what I mean? It's sort of uh, waking up, rolling into the shower, going, yep, it's another morning. Here we are. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. <laughs> no, apologies, apologies. I've just been hustling on the phone lines. I've been hustling, and I've just had a message back from Ronan Gara, Rog. So I've just said, oh, how good. Rog, Ronan. Are you there? And he's all panicked. He goes, yeah, 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 what's going on? I said, mate, can you come on my show tomorrow in 24 hours' time so we can get preview the Ireland taking on France game? <laughs> so I'll you know, wait till I get a message biggest back. Game like, of, oh, biggest game of the year? Is that it? Is that it? Yeah, it is the biggest game of the year for sure, man. 1v2. Oh, doesn't get yeah, any bigger and better. 1v2 in Dublin in their own backyard. Played there plenty of times. The crowd will be hissing. The Guinness will be flowing. Uh, so plenty, plenty going on. How you doing, Ricardo? Yeah, good, brother. Good. Uh, just uh, been updating run sheets and running around and doing bits and pieces. But, uh, <laughs> but no, all good, man. All good. It's looking like a busy old show. Busy old show. Got a, mm. I'm, I'm pretty excited at just after 8 o'clock, just quietly. Not to not to mm. not to take anything away from all the other guests, but just after eight o'clock, we've got a proper dead set legend on, haven't we? It is, it is. Oh, we have. What do we got, Kimby? Come on, oh, put them mate, out of the I tell you what, the boys have been working hard yesterday and still working hard this morning. Straight out of the barriers at seven o'clock, we're talking to Mark Walker from the Tangerine Army on his return to New Zealand and how well. Tealco are going at the moment. Uh, DC Ellis will be happy that he's put him back in the, the hot seat after Jamie Richards. I'll tell you that right now. Then before eight, we'll talk to Richie Agar, um, former coach of oh, plenty of teams that I played for, Wakeford and Leeds to be two of them, Warrington and the current assistant coach of both the Warriors and Samoa, who went to the finals in the World Cup about the Warriors uh, and their first hit out tomorrow night against the Tigers. Then we're talking Tigers, mate, after eight. That's who Rick Dog's happy about because he's been able to get us Tim Sheens, former, oh. former Australian coach, Canberra coach, West Tigers coach, who coaches alongside this year Benji Marshall and Robbie Farah. So uh, the boys are down in Hamilton, and Tim Sheens is joining us after eight. And, of course, to close out the show, we're going to go back to your number one game, live panel in the house with Super Rugby All-Picket coaches Linda Tonu, Hurricanes Victoria uh, from the Hurricanes, um, Victoria Grant from the Chiefs, Manoa, and, of course, Krista Kawa. 
um, all about the Opiki five-week tournament that'll be played, and good to see the girls back out there. But big, big show, uh, Izzy, today, and uh, yep, I've got to tell you, running it straight. Also kicks off this afternoon between 3 and 4 o'clock, so uh, if you're back on the, the airways uh, this afternoon, make sure you're tuning in to me and Sammy Hewitt between 3 and 4pm this afternoon. Ooh, yes, run it straight with the one and only Sammy Hewitt, and then you've got Tony Kemp. But Kempy, you've missed one. You've missed probably the most import, part, important part of the show. Love racing. Because we've had a message come through. We've had a message come through. And I've been proud of you over the last couple of weeks, Kimpy. I've been extremely proud of you. You've taken that role on, head on. And you have nailed it. And I, I said to you yesterday, I rang you up and I said, mate, if you continue down this track, you're going to have your own racing show as well. Because you're at giving all our punters an absolute fill up. Kevin, geez, Kimpy, you are brilliant with your money picks. One, Kiwi Man. Two, yesterday's. Three, Robbie Patterson on Friday. I'm up 680 big ones. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> brilliant from Kevin and Titarangi, mate. <laughs> oh, don't worry, Kev. Keep listening because we'll take that all back. No, serious though. I'm sitting there yesterday after uh, after our pick yesterday got up, um, Christina, and I'm going, I can't believe it. It's just... It's a, I'm on a, I'm on Seven dollars twenty. I had to phone out. Seven dollars twenty. I had to phone the sheik up, mate. He can't believe it either. He's going no. <laughs> he goes and then he goes and Robbie Patterson threw us into um, Jamala at twelve bucks. I'm going. I know, mate. It's sort of we're talking to people and we're throwing out winners left, right, and centre. Say, well done, Kev, for taking that one up. Yes, seven dollars twenty oh. yesterday. Got home by a whisker. It was, it was, it was nearly run down on the line. But yeah, I've had another look again today because we might as well keep going while we're hot. And I think I may have found another one. <laughs> oh, 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 man, why all of a sudden, I, it all happens when I put my little block on my account, you know, and Daggy can't punt. Ricardo, have you been taking any notice? I, I, I haven't, mate, to be honest. I've, I, and I, so, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I messaged Kip yesterday when he put that in the chat, and I was like, well, coffees are on you, uh, bro, because I, I, I don't have any money because I, I haven't been put, following you in. Oh, I can't believe it. Every single time he's picking them. And, and they are not your just standard favourite paying two buck a little double up. They've got good juicy odds to them. So, Kevin, well done. Well done. You're listening intently and getting paid. It's a $15 winner you had yesterday as well, Kimby. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I gave out a, I gave out a multi. Like Izzy gave out a multi, but I like the Zurian, the, the Mark Walker one, because it came in from one of the boys that I know to say, look, this is a two-year-old that's <laughs> jumping out, and I gave it to a mate. I said, mate, well, I didn't really know, you know, like Christina's a, it's a decent each, each way. I would be putting a place multi on these two. Well, he's whacked it on the nose and uh, whacked them both. <laughs> he got 14 bucks. I'm like, yeah, yeah man, how, how good. <laughs> oh, man, it is too good. It is too good. But that Tim Sheen's get, that Tim Sheen's get, Ricardo, is, is outstanding. And, um, mate, because oh, I'm a Tigers fan. They are my favourite team, and mm-hmm. I'm a Tigers fan because of the one and only Benji Marshall and, and what he was able to do in 05 when he inspired them to that grand final glory. So I'm really looking forward to this, to this conversation. And look, all the signs are showing for a really positive year. Yes, they've, they've made a huge change in the coaching helm with Tim Sheen's coming back with some good stalwarts of the club taking uh, 
taking uh, taking him by his side and and what was that Robbie Farrow, you got Benji mm. Marshall. So look, I'm really looking forward to having a chat to Tim Machines. I've got a lot of time and really appreciate what he's about. Just get a real understanding of what tomorrow entails for the Tigers as they take on our own one Warriors. Yeah, I mean, you guys might have a better take on this, but because I don't know him, but just uh, when they announced Benji Marshall was going to be, the, you know, a Tigers head coach in 2024, I was like, what? He never struck me as a bloke who wanted to be a coach or sort of acted or spoke like someone who was going to be a coach. But I don't know where you guys are on that. I'm keen to find out from um, from Sheens about about how Kim, uh, how he's tracking on that front, Kempe. Yeah, look, a six and a nine are coaching anyway all throughout their whole, whole career in rugby league because the coach always goes to those guys in the spine to do that. So I'm not surprised that Robbie Farah and Benji Marshall are back coaching. I think it's more around taking it back to, to, to success that they knew when they won that grand final. Yeah. Um, and if you have a look at what Full Gould's doing at Canada, and bringing back the likes of Willie Mason, Sonny Bill Williams, Willie Tonga, um, O'Mealy, um, and and uh, Andrew Ryan, you, you you go back to what you know. And Tim Sheens, Benji Marshall, and Robbie Farah took that team. And if you remember back in two, what was that? Two thousand and five, five, mm. probably the best yeah, try five. ever scored in the grand final mm. when Benji. Uh, was playing five eight, defending on uh, the wing, and they kicked their ball down uh, North Queensland Cowboys, and he goes on a absolute streak with that football. I still think it's the best grand final try um, that has ever been scored. So uh, it's, it's awesome, is it, to see um, Tim Sheens come on? The other thing about getting Tim Sheens on, like how good is this? Is like we're going, oh, let's talk to Benji, and then Ricardo goes, I got, I got Tim Sheens, and I'm like, see, that's. That's the old dog just saying, you know, that's my job. I've got to front up, I'm, I'm going to come and talk to Izzy and Kempe. Um, when we talk to a lot of media managers, that just won't give you that type of access, you know. So hats off to Tim Sheens and the West Tigers too. Well done. Mm, yeah. Oh, love it. Absolutely love it, Rick. Absolutely. Was it hard, was it hard work going through uh, you know, down those lines mate, to, to got, get the I've got the to okay? say, I, I've got to say, I was pleasantly surprised. I've dealt with a lot of media managers um, through this job and other jobs I've had. And Chris Warren, shout out to Chris Warren. Chris Warren, the Tigers media manager, was a pleasure to deal with. He was easy to deal with. Like awesome. He was he was up front straight away. He said to me, look, man, Benji's not doing much press. He's not doing much press over here. I appreciate that he knows Kempe and, he, you know, and Izzy and stuff, but he's just keeping his head down. Um, but I, yeah. And I said, well, what about, that's when I said, well, what about Tim? And he said, look, I'll try both. I'll come back to you. And, um, you know, so I was talking to Chris on and off right through to about nine o'clock last night um, when we finally, finally Good managed kid. to uh, nail, nail Tim Sheens. And who's getting up at six o'clock for us? Because they're not here yet. They fly out today. Oh, here we <laughs> Mate, I can tell you. Like, he won't he's, sleep. He's like, up. you can be. Yeah, he's, up. <laughs> he's up. He's already done half a day at 6 a.m. <laughs> oh, he's ready to rip in and come over to New Zealand. And our own backyard, there is plenty happening. There is plenty happening. Call us any time on the Kennard's Hire phone line and give us your thoughts. Get this. Give us your thoughts on the can't wait question of the day. And you could win a year's supply of Musashi Sports Nutrition. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse and their mates at Musashi. That is such a good get. And I reckon we rip straight into it, Ricardo. We can't wait question of the day. The can't wait question of the day is, it's in the news. Bowden Barrett, mm. Brody Retallick, Aaron Smith, all gone after the World Cup going to Japan. So here's my can't wait question of the day. Is it time to consider a Japanese franchise for Super Rugby again? 
but do it properly this time. Don't try and do it outside of the <laughs> Japanese rugby setup. Get Toyota involved. Get the Toshiba involved. Get the clubs over there that are currently running things who have got deep, deep pockets. Get those teams involved. Uh, and we don't need the Saffers. What do you think? That's the can't wait question of the day, Izzy. I, I totally agree, mate. We've got to keep our cards close to us. And while at the moment, Japan's cards are flying. The yen, the, the money that they're offering at the moment is too enticing for these players. You've got to think, Artie Savier's already signed to head over to Japan as well. If you've got Damian McKenzie, there is going to be an influx that will follow. Uh, uh, follow this. Player exodus is about to happen to New Zealand rugby. And the only way we're going to be able to encourage, and we need to work closely with Japan rugby, is to consider them. You're going to think that they were actually, the Sunwolves towards the end of that competition were actually competing. They were actually competing. Gone are the days we were smashing Mady Nil. They were competing and they are very, very competitive. And Japanese rugby and the product that they're offering over there, over there at the moment is flying. And it's flying, and they're very innovative with the way that they're thinking too. I, I, was, I heard a conversation a few years ago about a IPL style competition that they're running, and the money that's on offer. It's no surprises that these players are going. So I do think New Zealand rugby need to do something really quick to stop this exodus from our players, because at the moment our quality, these players could still play for five years. Kempe. They could still play here oh, for four to five years without a doubt. Like I can handle Aaron Smith, maybe potentially he's 34, 35. But when you've got Hardy Savia, who's in his prime, you've got Richie Mwanga, who's in his prime, and you've got um, you know Brody Retallick, I feel like can go on for a couple more years as well, still in their prime, heading offshore, it's not a good look. No, and I, th- I, I agree with you. I think with the, the Jap- Japan competition, if they do run it back around and put in a Sunwolves team with the t- calibre of player that's actually in their competition, the criteria is, you know, Damian McKenzie, Brody Retallick, um, um, Aaron Smith, those boys can play for the team. Man, you'll see a totally different, you'll see a totally different take from the Japanese. And I, I tell you, the other thing, that you, if you think bigger picture for both New Zealand and for Australia, right, What's the biggest problem the Australians have got at the moment is losing players overseas because they don't have the yep. money to compete with League or, or France or Japan. Well, if you have a Japanese team, maybe two Japanese teams, in Super Rugby, you just have your law, uh, your rule around being able to be picked for the All Blacks or for the Wallabies that if you play in Super Rugby, you're eligible, whether you're playing in Japan or Australia or New Zealand. And then you can keep those players that might go to Europe, you can keep them in Super Rugby, they can go to Japan, make the extra extra ping, and then, boom, you keep them as part of the national setup as well. I just, I'm just a bit wary because I don't think that, like, having them, plant, keeping them close to us, to our chess, is, is probably ideal because you keep them on our side. But I just don't think that will stop the exodus at the moment because the, the money that's on offer and the salary caps over in Japan, you just cannot compete. You cannot compete with, with what they got at the moment. I don't see the solution for New Zealand rugby. I was thinking about it yesterday, and I was thinking about we were talking about uh, where Stephen Miscord on yesterday, and we were talking about the Rupert Murdoch's coming over and taking on the Kerry Packers. Like For New Zealand rugby, we just need a real beneficiary to come over here with so much money and, and create something. Oh, look, I just I can't see the solution for this. It's always going to happen, but you have to... You have to recognise that New Zealand rugby will be worried right now. Surely they have to be worried with what's going on. They cannot continue down this track because 
at the moment, we're going to be deflated. And imagine Razor Ray taking over the All Blacks without a solid first five, without our best number seven, without our best nine ten combination, and potentially more are going to follow. And the, and the question is, who, if any more follow, what would really cripple this All Blacks team in your eyes? What would really cripple this team? They they put in the wrong coach. That would cripple mm. them. They put in the if they put in the wrong coach and the wrong management structure, on the back of what we've seen, which you picked last week and said, um, you know, is, is change coming? Are you ready for change? Get get ready after yesterday's after yesterday's news. The tip of the iceberg. The one like last week, the size of London just broke off the All Blacks' um, back, backyard. You know what I mean? Brody Retallick, mm. Smithy. You've got Bowden Barrett going, da- Damian McKenzie's heading out, Adi Savia. Uh, you're talking, you're talking marquee players, marquee players leaving the leaving the side. And oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven is the Kenna Tai phone line now. Irish John from the Naki has rung through. G'day mate, how are you? Hi, that's a bad morning. Morning. What are you? Yeah, I just, um, I imagine um, if there's young Dan Carter's coming through over in Japan and they look at these imports coming in. Like, how are the young players going to get a, get a chance, like, for the future, the young Japanese players? Yeah, do you, do you feel like this is blocking their pathways over there, signing these big marquee players with the talent on offer over in Japan, potentially blocking in the next Kosei Ono or Tomura um, that is playing for Japan yeah. at the moment? you feel like it's a bad thing for Japan rugby signing all these players? It would be because it's like any other country in sport. You need to bring the young players through and have a crack. And then mm. there should be a cap on, on how many players the super clubs should have. Because how the hell are young players going to have a future and the dreams they have over there? Like yep, I love it. I hear you. I hear you, Irish John. Yeah. I hear you, Irish John. There's, uh, there's many cases that could be debated uh, talking about this situation at the moment. Appreciate your call, Irish John. And, and be like Irish John. Musashi Sports Nutrition Pack, thanks to the Chemist Warehouse and their mates at Musashi. You can win a year's supply. All you got to do is call us 0800 150 811 on the Kennards Hire phone line. We are talking the exodus that is happening at the moment with players. They ain't going anywhere else. They're heading to Japan. And Mark from Tauranga has sent a great message through. And this is probably another solution, potentially. Good morning, lads in Aroha. 100% time for Japanese franchise done well, perhaps... Also, this is a debate that goes on and on. Allow the All Blacks to be picked if they are planned for any Super Rugby side instead of just the New Zealand franchises. This way, it does not dilute Southern Hemisphere Rugby. From Mark, potentially selections offshore, that will allow the All Blacks to still be the force that they have been in the past, but that goes against all the All Blacks' codes. So, it's an interesting one, really. I don't know where I sit on this one. Hey, you're, uh, you're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Hit us with your thoughts. Double eight, double three. That is the temper bedpost text machine or can I tie a phone line 0800 150 811. We'll be back with your thoughts after this. Yes, welcome back. We're talking all things rugby for our can't wait question of the day. And we've got a year's supply of Musashi Sports Nutrition. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse and their mates at Musashi. All you got to do is give us a call. 0800-150-811. We're talking about the player exodus at the moment. You've got Brody, Aaron, you got Brody Retallick, Bowden, Aaron Smith. You've got Artie Savia. You've got Richie Moonga. And, then, and I'm sure there'll be many to follow. And, and the question's is 
Will could could you could it be time to consider a Japanese franchise again in Super Rugby? And another question: Could you handle and the U do we, would New Zealand rugby be open to a U turn of potentially allowing players to go play overseas and still be in consideration to play for the All Blacks? And Kevin's come through. Is he the money? is too big to turn down in rugby and cricket. You only have to 35 years of age to make your money. Look at Jimmy Nation, 340000 for 12 games. Would you turn that down for a so-so New Zealand contract? I would say no. No way, Kevin. No way. But the, the question is, can New Zealand rugby make a U-turn? That is the big question. That's the only way I can see this happening, fellas, a potential U-turn from the NZR. Yeah. A, a U-turn, I think... Uh they need to get into bed with the Japanese. Mm. You know, like yeah. it's, they're talking about, when you break it down, it's the it's the Asians, the Americas, and the and the Europeans where all the money is. So you're going up to Europe, you're playing in, in the European competition, whether it be in France or the UK. You head out to Japan, that's where all our boys are going down here. And Super 15, they cannot sustain that type of money and compete with it over a long period of time. It's really simple. Yeah. I, I agree with you, Kempi. I think it is. And I, I also think, Izzy, to your point, you know, when you said, would you be happy with it? It's like, well, the the alternative is, would you happy in five years' time that the All Blacks are where the Wallabies are and we're sixth or seventh in the world and not not viable uh, world champions anymore? Because that's heading the reality. That, heading down that track at the moment. <laughs> we're heading down that track right now. And here's a good question, Izzy. What would you tell your son? Stay in New Zealand, wear the mighty black jersey, or go offshore and make serious money. And money in New Zealand rugby isn't that bad. That is from an unknown text. Look, it's a good question. My reality is only top 10 players in New Zealand get paid. Um, you know, they get paid well. That's completely honest. If you're in the top 10, you get, play, you get paid well. Not probably in terms of overseas money, but it's well enough for New Zealand. So I guess as a parent, if I saw him having a career that's potentially going to make him money in New Zealand... I'd support him, but if there was opportunities elsewhere, I'd probably encourage him to shoot offshore and head overseas and take the money and set himself up for the future because that's what this is about. You've got to look to the future, and not everyone can be an All Black. There's only 1,200 All Blacks over 100 years of, of All Black rugby, so the numbers are slim, mm. but you've got to make the most of these moments, mm. and yeah. I think uh, that's that's where they're going at the moment. And that's a really good question because what you're, what you're talking here, and it's been, I guess, I, I think... Um, sort of smoothed over a little bit, you know, like rushed over, brushed over is the, the value of the black jersey because the black jersey had more value than money in itself. You know what I mean? And that's going away. Beautiful. Beautiful, Kempe. Good, good opening discussion for our show this morning. There is plenty happening and no doubt Ricardo will be keeping us up to date. So he's coming up with some headlines. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota, building and shaping the future. This is SENZ Breakfast with Izzy and Kempi Ricardo on board as well. 27 away from uh, 7 o'clock and at Bunnings Trade helping businesses our trade here are some news headlines for you. Super Bowl 57 will tempt somewhere in the region of 50 million Americans to bet approximately 
$16 billion combined, <laughs> according to the American Gaming Association. That is wow. some big, big numbers. Of course, up until recently, uh, Nevada was the only state where gambling was legal. But the I think the American uh, states, uh, because they do, do a lot of their own laws, have realised that they're actually leeching money to offshore gambling and things. So they've gone, <laughs> actually, let's repeal these laws, keep the money in-house. $16 billion U.S., uh, is what they're approximating, the American Gaming Association, will, will be bet by Americans on the Super Bowl Crazy. this coming weekend, boys. That is, <laughs> I know you both like a punt, but whoo! <laughs> it's it's a lot of money, Rick. There's a bit too much for me. Hey, holy hecker. <laughs> I was waiting for the holy hecker. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Hey, yesterday, Izzy, uh, I, I noticed you were wearing a Phoenix Suns T-shirt, so I thought you'd enjoy this story. The Phoenix Suns have been sold to billionaire mortgage lender Matt Ishbia. Uh, he takes a controlling interest of 57% of the franchise for $2.28 billion US. Uh, Robert Sava, the former majority owner, makes $1.08 billion profit on the purchase that he made in 2004. So some big money. What did he buy that for? Sport. Do you have the stats on what he bought that for? He Rick? bought it, it for 400. He bought it for just over 400 oh. million. He owned. He had the controlling interest of 37%, um, but he sold his 37% to uh, Matt Ishbia, who's also bought another 20% off other minority owners, and now he owns 57% of it. Cost him $2.28 billion US. And must be nice. Oh, it must be. It must be. <laughs> I, if only that knee had held out for another two seasons, buddy. <laughs> uh, and uh, Araha touched it on the news. The Breakers, Barry Brown Jr., the best sixth man in the NBL, announced at the NBL Awards last night, averaged 19.5 points, 2.8 assists, 2.8 rebounds, 1.1 steals per game last season. What I don't get is how he is the only guy recognised. Modi Mayor only came second in the coaching uh, stats, uh, in the coaching awards. Yeah, you would have thought he'd win it. Yeah, I mean, they were 5-23 and 23 last season, this season 18-10 and 10 and second on the on the ladder. How does that work? Yeah, I, look, I thought Modi was a, was a dead-set lay-down to get that one. And um, you got my one, Modi, at the, at, uh, at the start of this year. I think you're the benchmark, mate. I hope the Warriors are, are taking note. Yeah, and uh, I just wanted to uh, jump on this uh, text as well, Kempi, um, that came through because I thought we should update people on this. Are the Warriors' warm-up games being televised live? That's from Marshy in the Hawks Bay. Yeah, they are. Marshy can t- tune into Sky for the Warriors game. You can actually tune in here live on Saturday night too if you want to uh, listen to the All-Stars game against the Māori. Uh, me and Sammy Hewitt will be doing that live here, SENZ. But why don't you, mate, you go and, go and check it out, because I've got a really good deal going, warriors.kiwi. You can you can just text uh, uh, SENZ23 there, and you get a, you get a uh, I think that's an annual membership for 25 bucks. And you get 10% off if you quote SENZ23, And you get 10% right? off SENZ23. So it's got a great little promotion going there, warriors.kiwi. Uh, yes, you can watch it uh, on Sky. It starts at 7.45pm. There you go. Those are your headlines. Thanks to Bunnings Trade. At Bunnings Trade, we're here to make your job easier because helping business is our trade. Beautiful. Yeah, the breakers situation is, is a weird one. You know, the, the, after what they've endured over the last couple of years to come back, I just think that Jarrell Brantley has been firing this year. So someone to have, even in the squad, to not even be recognised, only Barry Brown Jr. to be six men. Oh, I think that's a that's a stab in the face, really. Yeah, it's a stab in the face just from the from the NBL. Especially if they come out and win it. They'll have, yeah, well, that's what I mean. This is They've just done the breakers a favour. They're going to be going into these playoffs with a chip on their shoulder. And mm. we spoke to Tom Abercrombie a while back, and it's probably not all about 
recognition and and you know the awards and and the praises from from the people in the back group, but it does go a long way, and I no doubt they'll be using it as ammo going forward into the semi-finals. Love that, and just quickly, Ricardo, I know there's plenty, you're a football man. There's plenty going on in the football world. And your second favourite team, Man City, are going through a hell of a lot at the moment, mate. They're going through does a hell hurt? of a lot. Does that hurt? <laughs> oh, that's just, just, that's one of the nastier things that's been said about me. <laughs> But what's what's going on here? Is there a fair case? Yeah, it looks like it looks that way. The Premier League have been working on this for four years, apparently. Um, so they have found <laughs> it's a decent audit. Yeah, two thousand and nine to two thousand and eighteen, Manchester City have made one hundred and thirteen breaches of financial rules, and they have also failed to uh, help the investigation to to basically to mm. to, to be open about things. Now. There's a group of clubs in the Premier League. This is according to Sky Sports UK. Uh, a lot of the other clubs in the Premier League want them kicked out. And that might not just mean relegation because the EFL have no obligation to take them. That might just mean kicked out of football. Wow. Um, so wow. They, they, some of the other things <laughs> they're talking about is potentially stripping their titles, right? So in that time, they won, they won six league titles. So if they strip those titles, three would go to Manchester United and three would go to Liverpool because those were the teams that finished second those seasons. Uh, one, another option is they suspend the club or expel them completely. A points deduction for the season. And the other one that could really hurt is cancel player contracts, which would mean all of a sudden there's a bunch of free agent big, Harlem big names. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, those those are all on the board, but I don't think we're going to hear anything and probably till the off-season, I wouldn't imagine. I think the season will play out and we'll, we'll find out more sort of probably around June. Uh, Uncle Pepe, Uncle Pepe safe? Well, the interesting thing is there's a quote that's come back to haunt him a bit because when they, uh, Man City were investigated by UEFA, uh, he was asked about it and he said, no, they told me that everything is this and that. And he said, I told them, tell me the truth. Uh, if I find out you lie to me, I walk away and we'll never be friends again. So he said that. So now people are saying to Pep, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to leave? Yeah. I saw that. I saw that quote. No, he hasn't left yet. Still there. <laughs> Still there, mate. But uh, now I get. I was in a taxi a year ago and I was with a Liverpool fan, Liverpool fan and he hated Man City. Hated them with a passion. And there's so many people. Fans out there that can't stand them, and now I can understand why. Oh, everyone hates a cheater, and we can't. Don't have to look too far f- further back than the, the situation with the storm, mm. and the salary cap breach, and how they got handled. How that was handled. They were stripped of their titles, and they went through a whole stripped season with points. zero points. So wow, mate, it's it's all happening. It's all happening, and we we'll want to see well them to be held accountable, and maybe Pep Guardiola. It's time for you. To, to move on because well they're not playing extremely well at the moment. They went down against Tottenham 1-0 a while back. Uh, we're going to come it up. Quizzy Dag, a big quiz for you today, giving you a chance to win a Musashi prize pack. So give us a call, 0800 150 on the Kennard High phone line to give yourself a chance. Quizzy Dag coming up. Kennard High phone line, call Izzy and Kempi anytime. This is how you do it. Quizzy that come play it. This is how we do it. Quizzy that come play it. Quizzes on the line, just one at a time. Don't Google a lie. Phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs. TAB with the prize. 50 bucks if you wise. 
if you're wrong and then we'll say goodbye this is how we do it this is how we do it quizzy that come play it quizzy that come play it oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven now give us a call Yes, that's right. Give us a call. The phone lines are running hot. Everyone's ready to get back in shape. Courtesy of Musashi, a price back that could be coming your way. And, well, the phone line. Oh, look who it is. First up, my good mate from the beautiful part of Aotearoa, New Zealand, Lammy from P North. How you doing, Lammy? Oh, happy new year to you, Kimpi and uh, Izzy. <laughs> what about Ricardo? Oh, Ricardo too. You know, I did some last year, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. No, I've just been, been back in New Zealand for the last. Uh, I've been back in New Zealand for the last couple of days, so just take it easy on me. Nice, mate. Well, good to have you back in the country. I hope you had a good summer to boot. Here we go, mate. Question number one: yep. How many Kiwis are competing in the UFC two eight four in Perth? Oh, God, I hate UFC. Um, <laughs> oh. Okay, three. Three is Tata. incorrect. Ta-ta, Lemmy. Have a good day, mate. <laughs> Brenton from Auckland, Morena. Hey, brother, how are you? I'm good, Brenton. Very, very good today. Hopefully get you a Musashi pack. Good luck. Question number one, how many Kiwis are competing at either. UFC? Two eight four in Perth. If a stab, I don't know. Maybe two. Two is ding ding ding. Correct. Two is correct. Well done, Justin Tuffer and Shane Young. Two good Kiwis competing over the weekend. Congrats. Here we go. Question number two: Which two All Blacks are joining the same Japanese club after the Rugby World Cup? It's Bowden Barrett and Aaron Smith. Odin Barrett and Aaron Smith are going to Toyota Rublitz. Well done. Question number three. Which former Black Cap has bad Baz added to his coaching staff for the tour of NZ? Uh, Anton Devinich. Devinich, Devinich. yep. Anton Devinich. I caught him out in the Black Clash. It's the only thing I ever did that whole day. <laughs> anyway, well done. <laughs> Question number four. Who has been named at halfback for the Warriors' trial match against the Tigers? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, Tamari Martin. Oh, is he? No, I don't know. Tamari Martin. <laughs> Tamari Martin is correct. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> hey. Ding, ding. Oh, he's on a bit of a heater. 0800 There's still places to get on the quizzy dag. Question number five. You might not be needed. Name the defender that the Wellington Phoenix has just signed. Oh, no. His brother is an all-white and plays in the MLS. Three. Oh, two. I don't know. One. I don't know. Or whatever his name is. Costa Barbarita. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Costa mate. Have a good day. No. John from Christchurch, how you doing, John? What's happened to our weather, mate? It's too cold. Yeah, I know. She's cooled down a little bit, mate. It's quite nice, though, isn't it? 
It is, it is. Today was, yesterday was stinking hot. Anyway, I'd rather hot than this horrible weather. But anyway, question number five, John, good luck. Name the defender that Wellington Phoenix have just signed. Uh, is that the, is it the, you know, Marigus or, Marigus or, um, Elliot? Marigus. Wow. One, one not Sorry, brother. <laughs> it is not them. Have a good day, mate. Oh, Brad from Dunedin. He's coming in late. Bang, here you go. Brady, how you doing? Good morning, boys. Good morning. Good morning. Would you love a little musashi pack to get your summer rig sorted? Oh, it's uh, more of a carcass than a rig. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. The summer carcass is well and truly afloat. Question number five. Name the defender that the Wellington Phoenix have just signed. Your carcass float, is he? Mine Yeah, mate. Mine floats. Mine floats. More, more uh, hinu than muscle. Yeah, I feel you. Um, Nico Boxel. Nico Boxel is correct. There you go, Brady. You're our winner for Quizzy Dag today. Stay on, and the boys will sort you out a little Musashi nutrition pack coming your way. Thanks to all our callers that have called through. We'll be back tomorrow to give yourselves a chance to get that rig sorted after the big summer that we've just had. Coming up, we've got a Love Racing update because Kempi has been on a heater. And today, no doubt, he'll lead you into another wee juicy tip for our Wednesday. Love Racing, coming up. Yeah, 6.57. Call any time on the Kennards Hire phone line 0800 150 811. The Grand Tour Racing Festival is coming to you. It's our Love Racing update with Uncle. The big news yesterday... Uh, was Mark Walker's 1,000th winner, courtesy of smart juvenile two-year-old uh, Zurian in Topol yesterday. Congratulations. Must go to Mark on this wonderful achievement and is on target. Have a listen to this to win his sixth New Zealand Trainers Premiership and surpass Jamie Richards' domestic record of 160 wins in a season. We're catching up with Mark after 7 o'clock. Massive effort. And yesterday also saw this happen. This town is starting to appear down the outside. Luella Christina with a kick. Coming after it late now is this town out wide with Tavernia. It's Luella Christina needs the post. They're grabbing it at the line. It, oh, gee, I think she may have just held on. This is close. Luella Christina in the late lunging. This town. It is very close. Mate, I had to look three times at that replay. Wow, what a race that turned out to be with local specialist Vistown being backed in the favourite. But unfortunately, or should I say fortunately, couldn't get up on our tip, Luella Christina Payne. $7.20 and $2.21. Man, that is over the moon, is Kevin from Titarangi. And I hope everyone else who was listening got a full up yesterday. Today, we're heading down to Cambridge Synthetic. It's a tough one, a tough day to pick anything. And uh, I'm just going to go... With a little one, I think, so each way bet. I love that $6 um, bet. Louisiana man, each way $6 and $2. McNabber's on fire at the moment, um, is on board. It has placed on synthetic before and could break its maiden start today. So Louisiana man, if you're having a bet, race four, number one, Cambridge synthetic. Remain, gamble responsibly. That's our Love Racing update. Eat, drink and get racy. Round up your crew and book now at the ground New Zealand. NZ. Great minds think alike, Kempi. I just went through that whole card and I had looked at Louisiana Man. It's come back, come in from $7.50. Open at $7.50. It's into $5.50 right now. And you're right, McNabber on top. And if, well, Kempi, I know Kevin will be following you in because he's had a few good wins. 
Is, is I Lu- have good wins. Yeah. Is, is Louisiana <laughs> got, Man any relation to Kiwi Man? It's just like Kiwi Man, but with a with <laughs> a pickup man. truck and a mullet and, and a, you know and 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 a shot of whiskey <laughs> and a shot of whiskey. Oh. Who knows? Who knows? Today's a tough one. Um, tomorrow we'll get some bully from someone else. But uh, who knows? We're on a heater. You might as well, you might as well follow follow it follow it in. Follow it in and follow Mark Walker and he's coming up. He's out of the news for Kubota, building and shaping the future. Welcome back, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. We got Ricardo Ball in the house, and yes, Kevin, it's great to have Ricardo on the airways with us throughout the next couple of weeks. To hear him back, he's always providing a lot of good info and a great listen to listen to as well. That is from Kevin from Titarang. Kevin, you're in good spirits this morning because. Well, Kempi's getting them paid as as well, and his wife's wondering where all this money is coming from. Where all this money is coming from, and he said it's from Kempi and Robbie Patterson because they're getting him tipped, and he's getting all our listeners <laughs> Robbie goes, a wee fill up. As he, Robbie, Robbie in the kitchen goes, yeah, he's real happy, Kevin. He's even he's even copied me in on the text. <laughs> now, now I'm a part of it. <laughs> yeah, that's for you, Robbie. That's for you, Robbie. It's great to have you back. And there's been a few big messages coming through regarding the All Blacks and what the future holds. But right now, it's, to- it's a time we need to talk. The great game, that is our equine racing, Kempe. Yeah, yesterday was a day like no other for Mark Walker as three of his trained runners crossed the line first at Topol. The second of these three wins, however, signified a, mo- a real special milestone for the Telco uh, head trainer. He has now had 1,000 wins to his name as a trainer in New Zealand and he's with us on the line this morning to talk about it. Hey Mark, congratulations and how are you feeling about tr- achieving such an impress- impressive feat, mate? No, good, thanks. Um no, it was really good and took a while because I left New Zealand and trained up in Singapore for 11 years. So uh, I was sitting on oh, 900-odd before I left. So certainly good to come home and fin- finish it off. Mate, you, you just said that. You, re- you headed over to Singapore. And, and what was your time like over in Singapore? And did you ever think this time would come again? Oh, Singapore is such a brilliant country to live in and... And racing there, you got no travelling like we do in New Zealand. But oh, home's always home. New Zealand's always home, that's for sure. So, no, nah, it's good to be back. Mark, I've really enjoyed, uh, you know, the Tangerine Army running around. You've, you've got such a good strike rate. So anyone that's following them would be so happy um, backing you this year. Is there is there something that's really stood out for you this year, one of the horses that you're thinking, man, I'm looking really looking forward to training that horse in the future? I think Tirapa on Saturday is going to be a massive day of racing. Uh, the BCD Sprint, I think, will be the best race in New Zealand this year because all the guns are there. So uh, we're just hoping Imperatrice can carry on her winning way. Mate, a thousand horse wins, the race wins, that is a phenomenal feat in itself. Can you remember the first one? Yeah, it was a horse called Galaxy Lover at Tirapa uh, about 20-something years ago, yeah. <laughs> it's a long time ago, mate. What a what an experience and, a, and a, you know the entertainment you've provided all of us throughout the years. I just want to ask you this question. We had Louis on a while back tipping out Dynastic. 
Dynastic going forward and winning the derby. And on the weekend, I, I backed it. How's Dynastic tracking over, uh, over the last couple of months? Has Dynastic got a, a big future ahead of it? I, I think he's still a live chance in the derby. Just needs good, better ground. He ran at Tirapa last Friday. It was quite wet, uh, but he ran fifth. But I think if it was a better track, he would have he would have been a genuine chance. But he's still the derby's not to march a four, so he's still in the mix anyway. Mark D, uh, DC was a massive player at Karaka again, along with yourself at the at the sales. You've got you've gone and spent plenty uh, and filled up a few syndicates. What horses can we look forward to in the future? Oh, I think there's quite a few, but the sale topper was an outstanding filly, a fast net rock filly, so look to her in the future, but there was plenty of others there, and not necessarily the expensive ones either. In particular, there was a capitalist filly that cost 75000 that Karen and, and all her girlfriends, uh, they they're going to race here. So horses like that, there was still some terrific value there. Yeah, pl- plenty of value, especially around the the, uh, the Tiako runners. Hey, Mark, coming back from Singapore, you know, you, you've gone over there, you've had some success. Is there been changes, um, I guess, in the racing game that you've been able to, to see of late? And are you looking forward to the future of New Zealand racing in New Zealand? Uh, I think there's a lot of things happening, and in particular what's happening at Ellerslie with the new Strath Air Track and uh, also the the prize money's meant to be racing for uh, 100000 in most races on a Saturday. I think that'll be the game changer for New Zealand racing. Talk to us about the, the the racing tracks at the moment. I know there's been a lot of chat regarding the track conditions and and the racing industry and where it's at at the moment. For you, how have you been able to deal with that? I know it's a bit of a bit of a no no when you're preparing for these races and then last minute they're getting called off. Uh, has there been many chat from the racing industry, um, you know, hierarchy and regarding what's going on in the future? Well, I think it's just been unprecedented. The weather's that's attributed to all this. Like, look what happened in Auckland last week and the Coromandel, and it's just been unbelievable the amount of rain we've had, and apparently it's coming back next week as well. So it certainly hasn't helped matters, but uh, New Zealand put in three synthetic tracks. These are all weather tracks. Uh, So they're doing a lot of good things, but, uh, of course, Australia... Everyone looks across the ditch, and it's just so good over there. But we are improving all the time. Is that the solution, Mark, for for all-weather tracks going to synthetic? I know they're racing at Cambridge today, and I've had trainers, and they've had mixed kind of reports on it. For you, is that the solution, or or is it just more money invested into these these tracks, the the irrigation, the drainage that's going to be needed? I, I think... If you, in the perfect world, if you had the money, you'd put in the same as Ellerslie. You'd put in another couple of those tracks. The Strathair in Singapore, uh, we get huge amount of rain. You normally get thunderstorms each afternoon, and we had a Strathair track there, and the Strathair grass, and it, it, it's such a quick draining type of track. Uh, but also, we had the synthetic track in Singapore as well, and we, and some months you only had the all-weather track racing to give the grass a break. So it does work. Um, 
But in the perfect world, you'd have more tracks like Ellerslie is putting in. I think that's a game changer. I really do. Hey, Mark, what does the future hold for Mark Walker? You know, you've got a thousand. You've got a thousand winners. Your 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 horizon's always changing. What does the future hold for you? Do you see yourself being a trainer for the next ten years, or have you got other plans? Oh, no, no. Keep keep training the horses. Is you know, it's my hobby as well as my job, and it's just a it's just what I do. So no, definitely keep training. No. And uh, my son uh, Xavier is pretty keen, so. Maybe one day he'll join join me. Yeah, but two thousand is not that far away. No, I had six hundred and eighty <laughs> odd in uh, Singapore. Six hundred six hundred and eighty odd winners there. So uh, at least try and get to two thousand winners worldwide. It'd be good anyway. Yeah, you'll get you'll get there, Mark. No doubt. You're doing a fantastic job. Just uh, before we let you go, and we'd like to get some bully. Uh, for our listeners yeah, over give the us weekend, some give us <laughs> give us something with a with a few odds that you like coming up this weekend. Oh, I think Imperatrice would be our number one go this weekend. Probably closely followed by Wild Knight and the Herbie Dyke Stakes. There, uh, there are two main contenders this weekend, and we expect them to run very well. Well, you go well too, Mark, and congratulations again on your thousandth winner yesterday. We know you'll get your two thousand. You're what you're three hundred away by the, by my calculation. Was six hundred and eighty over there in Singapore. Uh, enjoy the weekend, mate, and thank you very much for joining Nizzy and Kippy for breakfast on SCNZ. Uh, thanks for having me. Cheers, guys. There we have it, Mark, Mark Walker. Mark Walker. How is good, Kippy? How good, mate? The Tangerine Army. Honestly, you turn the telly on when you're watching racing, and then they've got they've got horses all over the place. If you're a jockey. And you've got Mark Walker, your trainer, as a trainer at the moment. He's phoning you up and putting you on horses. Uh, yeah, you're taking briefcases with you to 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 fill up at, at the races. Seriously, because he has such a good strike rate. Well, it's an interesting one, eh? Because a while back, I know when he took over from Jamie Richards, I thought the Tangerine Army wasn't really firing as as much as it was with Jamie Richards, but. He's proved me wrong, and he's come back. He's got that that army where they need to be. And Imperatory is a wild night this weekend are his best bets. So if you miss that, get on. Have we look at those odds, and uh, Mark Walker will lead you into a couple. But I saw that photo of him and his young son, Xavier Walker, uh, uh, on the internet over the last couple of days, and continuing on that family form going forward. And, uh, mate, he's flying. A thousand winners. A thousand winners. <laughs> That's crazy. Sixth, sixth premiership. Ooh. He's on target for his sixth premiership. He looks like he's going to smash uh, Jamie Rich's record of 160 winners in a year. In a year. Um, mate, he's just come back and hit the ground running. And people were saying only a couple of months ago they didn't think he was doing as well. They actually weren't reading reading the stats. A thousand winners. It's that's almost as many as Kempy's backed us into in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, and and Kevin from Tararangi's back. He said, "Izzy, I have good wins, and I put some money on the fridge for the missus to hide for a rainy day." She said yesterday, "How come you're winning every day?" And I said, "Kempy." <laughs> And Robbie, who are they? She said, she's happy. <laughs> oh, the worst thing is, and this is probably why they're winning, because I'm staying off them. I always tend to stop them, isn't it? I always tend to stop them, and that's why I'm staying off. So you, Kevy, can get paid and can get paid extremely well. Mate, it's awesome, and they are, they are flying at the moment. Mark Walker and David Ellis and, and the Cracker Sales, no doubt, that Fastneck Rock cult they bought. 
will be flying in a couple of years' time. So watch that space. Watch that space. Yeah. Um, Izzy, we have got a few more texts come through as well. I'll tell you, Kevin from Titarangi, is I reckon he's keeping our our phone box in, in business by himself because he's just sent this through too. <laughs> Kempi, I'll put 20 bucks on today's tip, 110 return. If you come in today, I'm putting your name forward for a knighthood. <laughs> can't, can't it today's, a, today's a struggle. Kevin, geez, I'll give, myself, I'll give myself a pat on the back if that thing comes in. I'll be, I'll be going, oh, no, not again. But you never know. You never know. Here's, uh, here's another one out from Brian who's come up in – I think this one's for you, Rick Dog. After what you said yesterday, boys, these guys are leaving for Japan because our terrified Fozzie will be reappointed as All Black coach. Oh. <laughs> Cut it out, Brian. He be might, nice. Mate, mate, he might have a point. <laughs> <laughs> oh. it's, it's shortly, isn't it? We're going to know some news short, uh, not yeah. too long time. Like, in not too long is going to know the who's going to be the, the All Blacks coach. It's been flying on the radar, and there was rumours circling about Razor going around and going over to Fiji and coaching oh. because of that resignation from Vern Cotter. But I think that's been shut down, hasn't it? So maybe, yeah, yeah well, stars are aligning, lads. Yeah, they are. They are. We haven't heard anything yet, officially, have we, on that, on whether or not... Mm. I mean, for me, I look at that, Izzy, and I go, that's a no-brainer for the rugby union. If you are thinking about Scott Robertson as your man... Uh, and you're going to name him, but he's not going to take over till after the World Cup. Why not let him have World Cup experience with someone else first? Oh, yeah. Look, I, I can understand, but imagine, just imagine the unthinkable. If Fiji just kicked on. kicked. I've said it plenty. It's hard tackling one, but imagine a team of 15 Fiji and Flair running around with Razor's influence. Man, they would be. They would, they would actually go extremely well, I feel. So, yeah, oh, yeah, it's an interesting one. I can understand why they've said no, because they want him to do more and, uh, and, and just stay here and stay put. Yeah, uh, Mark, I think, uh, probably likes to sit around and have a beer with Brian by the sounds of this text. Uh, the All Black management don't have any vision. They've not had it for a long time. The exodus to Japan will show this. Just like the English board locked in a box, no team features the All Blacks anymore. Oh. Still some angry people out there, eh? Fighting words, is he? There fighting are. words, eh? There are there are fighting words. Keep those messages coming through. Double eight, double three, tip of bed post, text machine. And remember, SCNZ Super Rugby Tipping Comp 2023 is now open. You could win the ultimate New Zealand sports experience for you and a mate worth, get this, 200 2,500 big ones. Sign up and play now at tipping.scnzradio.nz. The boys tipped out the blues yesterday. Well, you know where I'm going. I've got my patch well and truly cemented on my dome. So stay true with the one and only Crusaders. <laughs> Coming up, we got Kempi's off-the-back fence. Where's Tony Kemp going today? Well, he's tipped out a few. You just don't know where is mine and what is mine is thinking. You're listening to Izzy and Kemp before breakfast. Thanks to the Kimbus Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Get our tyre phone line. Call Izzy and Kempi anytime. 0800 150. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Yeah, yesterday I was asked if the All-Stars game between the Indigenous and the Māori was now more about an expectation of it taking place than anything else. An acknowledgement of the game so it didn't really matter about the calibre of player as long as you were Indigenous or Māori then that was all good. 
good enough, they reckon. Well, I seem to disagree. So there's so much to unpack, but I'll try my best in the 90 seconds to tell you why it's important to have both the event and the best players, especially when playing the game here in Aotearoa. See, the best players in the NRL that come from New Zealand don't come through a school or club system. Rather, they're recruited from a makeshift tournament that are scattered throughout the year. So the likes, or for the likes of Joey Manu and Jordan Riki and co, for instance, to have the opportunity to stand on this whenua, their land, representing their whanau, their, f- their family, in the biggest pre-season game of the year, it becomes for them more than just a game. It's a chance to keep the fires of young Māori burning in a world where more and more players are choosing origin over country. How important. This is vitally important for from a sustainability viewpoint. The other big point is the timing of the game and where these games are to be to play. See, for me, I don't think that it should be played in the preseason window because it's not the best window. It is so important that it, um, that this game will be played in a better window and be played as a unique game at the end of the year, perhaps the day before the grand final on a home and away basis because this would make it a true piece of the biggest weekend in our league cal- calendar. And finally... Clubs must stop standing in the way of players playing these games. Can you imagine Josh Adokar turning down a New South Wales jersey because he feels he isn't prepared? Not in a million years. So yes, it's an important game for us here in Aotearoa, but it's becoming a tokenistic game for the NRL, so that simply isn't good enough. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Oh, love it, Kempy. I absolutely love that, and you're bang on the money. Bang on the money. Look, you've got to... Get a, you get a sense that right now this is tokenistic with what they're doing. They're putting it in a window that this collides with so many, this has so many repercussions in terms of players. When they're coming back from about seven weeks off, their bodies aren't in shape, their bodies aren't in nick, they haven't had the contact, the physicality that the game provides, and they've been thrown into this game. So you can understand these are million-dollar products, and it's a big-money game. And I can understand why they're turning it down because they don't want to go and ruin their chances of having a competitive season knowing what's on offer at the end. The biggest reward is winning the competition. So I can understand that uh, why a lot of these players are turning it down and and making that shift. Yeah, I, I saw something uh, the other day, I think, I think you touched on it as well, Kempe, that maybe the NRL needs to look at this game rather than as a season opener, as a season closer. And have it between the uh, semi-finals and the NRL Grand Final. So you know how the NFL they have their the NFC AFC Championship games, and then it's two weeks before the Super Bowl. Do something similar in the NRL. Have two weeks, and that weekend in between is your All Stars weekend. And then you've got guys from all the clubs that aren't in the Grand Final are eligible, and they've got nothing to lose, right? Because it's not like they're not prepared, and it's not like they might, if they pick up a knot, they might miss the start of the season. Yeah, look, I, I think grand final, um, fine. You know, that's that's the pinnacle, grand final, NRL grand final. I think the week before, when you've got 14 teams, odd teams out, you can pick your, your, your Māori Indigenous mm. players because they're, they're the ones that are playing in the grand final, are, you know, they're on show anyway. Um, to play this in the preseason, one thing it has identified, especially after a World Cup year, of course players aren't going to be ready to play. Like half a dozen players didn't even put themselves in the mix. No Kalen Ponga, for instance, mm. who's played in this game before. Um, and he never went to the World Cup. You know what I mean? So it's a it's a bad it's a bad look when you've got this beautiful event, and I think they've got it right. Seriously, I think the the all-star Māori game is the right mix. I just think that the timing of it. They just have put no thought into it whatsoever.
We, we're basically going to get a reserve grade on the weekend. Yeah, and on the other side of it, Kempi, I know you alluded to it in, in your piece. Um, mate, just the whole – with players aren't, that aren't playing and they're una, unavailable, I know there's going to be some club players that are going to be coming through and they're going to get an opportunity. I don't mind that. I don't mind that because this this game is also about unearthing our, our next talent, the next generation, and putting them, showcasing them against the, some of the best in the competition. And this might unearth them, might unearth the next talent coming through, like a little Māori boy that's hanging out in Rotorua, rubbing shoulders with, you know, um, Jordan Ricky and and players like that. Like it doesn't get any bigger than that. So this is also about. Uh, generating the next crop of talent, but will this have a huge effect? Obviously, these there's some quality players that aren't playing. Ticket sales will they take a take a bit of a hit in this in this game tomorrow night at, in Rotorua? Well, they're not they're not cheap. Like seventy five bucks in a stand and forty five bucks on the hill. Um, most of the tickets were sold before the the t- the players pulled out. So uh, I think people that are thinking of going will still go. You know, you can't get accommodation down in Rotorua, so. Um, unless there's another event on, we're, I'm I'm thinking they're all down there for this game. I hope I you know personally I hope that they still um, can pack the game out. But what happens when people do go and they don't see the spectacle that they you know that they want to see? Um, it makes it harder to, for them to go back. You just got to look at the two spines. You know, Latrell Mitchell uh, along with his his, his teammate. Um, you know, you've got you've got their spine is absolutely outstanding. And then you have a look. At the 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 Maori one, and it's you know you got Hayes Pernan playing at the back, and, and uh, Richard um, Paul Turner being brought in from the Gold Coast uh, as backup, and he hasn't been playing in that position. So it's a mm. it's a t- it's a tough one, as a you know conceptual. You go yep, but when you want the best players in the world, no Kalen Ponga, no no Jimmy, um, no Manu, then you then you start to struggle and go well, mate. That's why we, we want this game because we want those players playing it. What did you make of David Long's article yesterday at stuff.co.nz saying the NRL should be offering ticket refunds to to people that have mm. bought those tickets? Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. They've, they've been everything that's been advertised has been advertised. The, the star power that, that, that both teams that oh, have to offer, and many of them have pulled out. So I can understand the frustration. From it, but we've got a we've got a game. It's in the calendar, and I want to ask the question double eight double three in response to Kimpy's. Have they got it wrong? And you don't have to look any further than the showpiece over in America and the whole lead up, the two weeks out, and what they put on, and they get these players that aren't available. There are two teams that have punched their way to the glory, and they've got an opportunity to go all the way. But then there's thousands of players that aren't playing, and they're showcasing these players. In front of the fans, in front of the in front of the public, why not do the same? It just makes makes sense for me. It makes sense for me that the the calendar year needs to be sorted out, and the All Star and Indigenous game needs to be moved to showcase the grand finale. So I love it, Kimpy. I think you're on the money there. And whether the NZRU, uh, NZRL are listening or people in the back room are listening, probably not, Kimpy, because they never listen. But that's okay. <laughs> I think you're on to something there. But we want to hear your thoughts in response to Kimpy's off the back fence. Coming up, we've got headlines with Ricardo. Before then, here's Aroha with the news for Kubota, building and shaping the future. Uh, let's have a look at some sports headlines for you anyway. Modi Mayor uh, has uh, come in second behind the Cairns coach uh, at the NBL Awards at the end of the season. Unbelievable, really, considering he turned the team around from 5-23 and 23 last season to second in the table and 18-10 and 10 this season and actually unseated the Cairns Taipans in the last game of the season. So, uh, yeah, it was a big call by the NBL there. Uh, Breakers 
didn't really feature. Derek, uh, Derek Pardon was in the NBL second team. Barry Brown Jr. was rated the best sixth man in the comp as well. Could Manchester City be relegated out of the EPL? That's what a lot of the other clubs want to happen, according to Sky Sports in the UK. 113 breaches of financial rules from 2009 to 2018. They're talking stripping titles, suspending the club, and cancelling player contracts as some of the options they have to punish Manchester City if they get uh, if they get to go that way. Uh, the Phoenix's sons have been sold to billionaire mortgage lender. Matt Ishbia, uh, he takes controlling 57% interest of the franchise for $2.28 billion US. Uh, that is a profit um, for uh, Robert Sarver of about $1.08 billion from the uh, purchase that he made in 2004. And how's this for some big numbers uh, in the women's game? Uh, of cricket, uh, the uh, women's, the WPL, the Women's Premier League, uh, is uh, I think the 13th of February. They're doing the auction. 1,525 players are, uh, basically tried to tried to get in there, uh, and they they made room for about 400. So 246 Indian players, 163 overseas players. 24 of those players have been locked in on the uh, the minimum uh, price base, which is the biggest stars, which is about 60,000 US minimum that they get paid. Only one Kiwi in that lot, which is Sophie Devine, although you reckon Susie Bates mm. might might go right on that front as well. And, and on that, uh, actually cricket is showing a big upturn in the uh, advantages for women playing the sport since 2020. There's been a 75% growth in central contracts and the opportunities for women to make a living playing cricket as well. So those are all good news for our female athletes, uh, Izzy. Yeah, beautiful. And we've got the Super Rugby All-Picky Coaches coming up. They're going to do a live panel live in studio after 8.30. So looking forward. Yeah, women's sport is flying at the moment and it all goes back to that, wow, that wonderful Black Ferns performance. And it's, uh, they're getting recognition. In the, in the world stage, whether they can compete and get to the numbers that the play, uh, the men's are getting to, probably not right now, but the IPL and the women's game over in India is heading in that direction. Love it, love yeah. it, um, Ricardo. And just a quickly, another one, Joshua's um, just been announced for his return to the boxing ring. Anthony Joshua taking on American Jermaine Franklin, who has only lost once to one and only Dillian White. So he's back to kind of punch his way back to the stardom in the heavyweight division. Appreciate it. We're going to get to Kevin on our Kennards High phone line, 0800-150-811. Kevin, how you doing? Morning, Izzy. Morning, Kempi. How are you both? Morning. Yeah, very good, mate. Very good. You, you're, hey. you're up and chirpy this morning, mate. You've been paid. What do you got for us? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm making money off the Messiah, so it's pretty good. You know, I'm happy every morning. I'll be happy tomorrow, too, after Louisiana Man wins. <laughs> fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Take it easy. Well done. Hey, well happy done. Wife, well, happy you got plenty to say? Mm, happy wife, yeah, look, happy you know, life. Just, yeah, happy wife, happy life. You know, she, she, you know what a wife will say. How'd you go on the weekend? Oh, yeah, one a bit lost of it. You did 200, but you're not going to tell her that, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I did, I did yeah. have to say, Kevin, uh, when your texts were coming through, Kevin from Titarangi, my father-in-law is Kevin, lives in Titarangi, and I went, surely not, surely not. But then you said the one through about putting the money on the fridge for the, for the wife, and I was like, yeah, it's definitely not my father-in-law. That's that staying in his pocket. Well, look, look, at the, look at the surname, Ricardo. Kevin Barry, I used to get called the boxer. I said, I haven't got a nose like him, you know, so and I'm not as tall as him. I'm only, I'm only 5'11". <laughs> oh, beautiful. What have you got for us, Kevin? 
What's it? What have you got for us, brother? I'm just going to... I'm just going to talk to you about the exodus of um, cricketers and rugby players. Like, you know, you've, you've got a contract for the All Blacks, and, but also coming in t- into consideration, if you're taking a contract in Japan, you've got a new wife, maybe you've got a family. So you're, you're doubling your money for a start because, you know, you're only going to make so much if you stay in New Zealand under the contract. But if you can go over there and double your money, also learn a different culture and, and come back with another language, um, you've got all sorts of options going. Um, yeah, I think that's what's... So much um... for so long. Yeah, I think that's what's enticing these players to head over. Like, it's the experience as well for their kids. And I know one of my yeah. good friends, Matt Todd's over there, he's got beautiful family and that. They are, you're dead right, they're immersing themselves in the beautiful Japanese culture. They're learning another language, so they're experiencing it. So that is dead right there, Kev. I think they're going over for more monetary-wise, but the experience of, of experiencing overseas. Can they work in tandem? Can New Zealand Rugby and Japan work in tandem? Kevin, that's a question for you quickly. Oh, I just, I just think that New Zealand rugby has been down the same old highway for years. You know, um, they don't, they don't adapt to change, and they don't change. And I just think they need to because it's a different world out there now, and, and you're going to keep losing players unless you change and make it, make it, make it more attractive. Beautiful, Kevin. Appreciate your call, mate. You have a good day and good luck today with Louisiana Man. Be like Kevin Barry from Titsarangi, not the boxer. He's got a better nose than old Kevin Barry. <laughs> but uh, be like Kevin. You can get, get on the draw to win a Musashi pack, uh, a year's supply of Musashi, courtesy of our team from the Chemist Warehouse. Coming up, we got Richie Agar, Warriors assistant coach, actually. Get our tyre phone line, call Izzy and Kempi anytime. 0800 150 811. And remember, Kenner Tyre is making trade easy with a two-hour delivery promise and heaps more. Yes, welcome back. We're only, NRL's just around the corner, so we're going to be talking the great game that is Rugby League. Kempi, who we got? Yeah, tomorrow night sees the return of our mighty one New Zealand Warriors to the field in pre-season action against the West Tigers. How good uh, that game will be played down at Mount Smart Stadium. I'm actually going along to watch that, so I can't wait to see uh, how they look on the football field. And we've been lucky enough to be joined by Richie Agar out of uh, out of the Warriors headquarters, a new assistant coach down from England. Uh, Moreno Richie, how are you going, brother? Yeah, morning, Tempe. Yeah, all good, mate. Thank you. All oh, good. They made beautiful weather yesterday, so keeping us happy. <laughs> mate, I haven't forgot. I haven't forgot, Richie. I'm going to give you a call. We we'll go for that beer, mate. I've just got tied up over the last week or so. Um, but how's it going, mate? You're down here in in New Zealand. A big change for mate. The last few jobs that you had coaching, like the likes of Leeds and Warrington. Yeah, big change. Uh, I'm a challenge, mate, but one I've I've really enjoyed. You know, I think. Uh, as you know, I've been in rugby league all my life, and and I think the NRL is, is the pinnacle of our sport. So on a, on a personal level, it's a, a great challenge for me, and obviously a big challenge coming to the Warriors. Uh, you know, given the circumstances that they've uh, had to face over the last two or three position, uh, seasons and, and the position that the club are in, uh, but I find that exciting. Tempe too, I think it's a great opportunity. Um, to start building, you know, good, good relationship with the coach over a long period of time. Really excited by what he's trying to put in place here and, and you know, the plans and vision that he's got for the team. Richie, it's Izzy here, man. I appreciate you coming on the show. What's the noticeable difference uh, in terms of training and the style of game that you've noticed from the north coming down, down to the south? Um, yeah, good question. I think I think one of the challenges that they've got over in the UK at the moment is uh, is actually around participation and depth of talent. Obviously, the market 
in terms of the NRL has changed. There's a huge disparity in the salary caps and, you know, the ability uh, to attract, you know, to attract the very best names in the game, you know, has certainly changed uh, over in the UK. Uh, the game sort of got hit by COVID a little bit. And so the, the depth of talent is, is very challenging in the UK at the moment. And I think that's what we've found over here is um, what I've found certainly is, you know, the strength in numbers is a lot greater uh, and the depth in squads is a lot greater as well. Uh, obviously, one big change is pre-seasons that we're doing pre-seasons in summer and not in the in the middle of winter. <laughs> which I, I, I think, yeah, you know, well, we all have a good laugh. But actually, this year allows you to get so much more done, and the length of this pre-season is so much different too. Uh, which I think it just allows you to to get into things in a a little bit more depth and detail, and and take your time over areas that probably in England you you don't get the same. You know, the same sort of latitude to cover in, in that sort of depth. Hey, Richie, people in New Zealand uh, will be going, you know, like, who is this Richie Agar? Yes, he's coached in England, but you come from a very good pedigree. Your dad, Alan, was a very good coach, coached me at Castleford. Um, just yep. give us a little bit of your, your background and your rugby league journey. Um, yeah, he did coach here at Castle, and that was a fair old team that you played in Kempe as well. Uh, at that that particular period, great team to watch. Uh, but for myself, mate, yeah, I've, I've had a long career in rugby league. You know, graded as a as a young kid, and um, you know, played over a sort of twelve year period. Um, I got into coaching quite young. You know, started off in the lower divisions and, and had a journey through Hull FC, where I was an assistant coach and a and a head coach for a time. Head coached at Wakefield, moved on to Warrington and worked with Tony Smith, and then. Uh, after a year with St. George Dragons, uh, doing a similar job to what Andrew McFadden does at the Warriors here. Um, I'm, for family reasons, really, mate, I moved back to England and, and, and sort of by accident ended up coaching Leeds Rhinos, the, the coach at the time. Uh, unfortunately, lost his job. Uh, and as a temporary coach for, for sort of three weeks, ended up doing nearly, nearly three years there. Uh, so I've had, a, I've had a long and varied career, mate. And I think like most coaches in a 20-year period, um, so you get the ups and downs. I've been fortunate enough to uh, to experience some of the big occasions over there. I've had been a four Challenge Cup finals, uh, a couple of grand finals along the way. Uh, and as I say, like most coaches, you know, been through the been through the difficult times, which you know you learn just as much going through them as you can uh, going through the you know the, the big moments. So uh, it's been a, a long and varied career at, at various clubs. Worked at big clubs and worked at clubs that are. Uh, as you know, in England, there's the haves and have-nots of rugby league. So some teams uh, a little bit better resource than others. So yeah, I've had I've had the sort of full full range and spectrum of experiences over there over over a long period of time, Kempi. We're talking to Richie Agar, the Warriors assistant coach, and just talking about tomorrow's game. And you got Tamari Martin starting in the halfback position. Is that a look for the future? Um, look, I think I think there's a little bit of unknown about our team at the moment. I think if you sat the coaches down and tried to pick a team for round one, uh, there's still going to be a number of spots up for grabs, and I, I think the the coaches made that very clear to the boys this week. Uh, so the trial games are going to be really interesting for us. Uh, as I say, I think, I think there's a bit of unknown about us, and there'll certainly be some spots up for grabs that you know we want in that competition for places and and. Certainly, in two or three areas of the team, 
for the guys to put the best foot forward in these two opportunities that they're going to get. Hey, Richie, we'll just uh, wish you the best, mate, for the year, especially as uh, you, Thanks, you kick off your year into um, the NRL. She's a long, she's a long twenty odd rounds, brother. So you're going to need, <laughs> you know, you need plenty of those blokes to lean on and have a beer. And I'll be one of those. I'll give you a call. We'll catch up uh, down the road, mate, and have a beer. Thanks a lot. All the best on Thursday, and all the best for the start of the year, Richie. Thanks for joining Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. Thanks, Richie. Thanks, Kempi. I'll shout, mate. I'll shout, mate. Don't be shy. Jeez, that'll be unusual. Long pockets <laughs> and short arms. You, mate. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, thanks a lot. The T Rex. Yes, oh, Richie Agar. <laughs> Seriously. Let's go! Let's go. That's, mate, he's a, he's a good bloke. He does come from good stock. His dad uh, was really kept me level headed at, at Castleford when I went there. I remember he was uh, coaching alongside John Joyner. And if Richie's anything like his old man, he will keep blokes honest. He would rip me to threads, mate. His father, I would go. I would be, oh. I'd be thinking I'm going all right, and he'd pull me in the change room and give me an absolute tune up. So um, that's I think part of the the Warriors uh, getting things right is making sure everyone's accountable. I get that from Richie, the likes of Richie Agar. I get that from the likes of Andrew Webster. So uh, we're going to get a good look at that on Thursday night and see how that's actually put into action. Beautiful, mate. I like the conversations. Andrew Webster keeping everyone on their toes. They, they're going into the unknown. This is a fresh start for our Warriors. So all positions are open. And Tamaiti Martin gets his chance in the seven jersey. They're still missing that elusive, well, not elusive, but that big prop to get them over the gain line. So I uh, love chatting to Richie Agar. Um, coming up, we're going to talk to Tim Sheen. So we're going to keep the NRL theme well and truly alive. There's a few messages to get through on the Temper Bedpost text machine. Welcome back, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. Ricardo Ball in the house for the next wee while or for the long term. It's great to have you a part of our team, Ricardo Ball. Hey, Kemp, you know hey, go, mate. Do you know something I don't? <laughs> <laughs> well... I'll just have me we say, eh? Have me we say and get the Ricardo ball. Nah, we're loving having you on the show, brother. You bring a great insight to all sports, in particular the game that, well, we are horrible at football. You love your football. <laughs> I do love my football. Oh, we love it, mate. Thanks so much for, for all your help over the last couple of weeks. It's been uh, much appreciated. Anyway, catch the exclusive One New Zealand Warriors preseason fixture tomorrow. That is Thursday. By becoming a member today, use code SENZ23 at, at checkout to receive 10% off. Membership start from just 25 bucks. How good. Visit warriors.kiwi to find out more. And right now, we're going to have a real league influence on our show because it is flying at the moment and the preseason starts tomorrow with our very own Warriors taking on the West Tigers and um, I'm a Tigers fan I'm a Tigers fan and for the one and only reason that is Benji Marshall and he's a part of their coaching setup so I really appreciate this little get that you've got Ricardo Borb so keep those messages coming through double eight double three if you've got any questions for our next guest that is head coach Tim Sheens Five and through on the temper bedpost text machine, double eight, double three. And just like that, the Warriors taking on the West Tigers will look to improve on a tough 2022 season and make a run for the top eight. West Tigers coach Tim Sheens has kindly agreed to join us this morning, bright and early at just after 6am Sydney time. How are you going, Tim? Thanks so much for joining us. A pleasure. Thanks, guys. 
Hey, I uh, really, really appreciate it, mate. Look, it's been a big old grind in the preseason. We've been seeing it on the socials. Everyone's working extremely hard, and you're trying to contain the one and only Benji Marshall from showcasing his game still. How's it all been the last couple of months, mate? Yeah, three months of hard work, three months. And uh, and they have worked really hard. I'm really pleased with that. The results, you know, no serious injury from training and things like that is... Um, has been good value for us as well. Um, so I'm looking forward to the season. You can smell the boys are uh, very keen to, to get started this week. Yeah, I'm, it's Kemper here, Sheenzy. Hey, uh, nice to have you on the show this morning. You've got some really good signings too. Uh, the, the signing of Uppy uh, Curacao from, from Penrith there to help unlock mm-hmm. Luke Brooks, is that a big hand? Oh, there's no doubt. Um, yeah, we, we're... Uh, the number nine is very important. There's no doubt about that. Um, I didn't think we'd find another one as good as Robbie Farrar for, for the club. But uh, Appy's certainly shown that he's going to be right up there with that, that uh, style of play, let alone uh, his ability. So I'm, um, I'm looking forward to them working together. And, and how important is the addition of John Bateman and David Clement to your side to bolster that pack? Yeah, well, it's... You know, our, our code, as you know, is, is it's going to be one on the forwards and the um, our uh, our go forward plus stopping their go forward. So it all comes down to really the the middles working hard, and then uh, that gives every opportunity for the outside back. So um, I think both boys uh, are professional, very professional, very experienced, and and that really did help our squad. We're a fairly young squad, outside of a few veterans. Um, We've got uh, not a lot of games amongst the kids, um, so um, you know we're going to need all the all the help we can on the field with guys like Clem and uh, John to uh, with their experience and their talk that type of thing. Well, you got a ton of experience at the helm with yourself. You got Robbie Farrow, you got uh, Benji Marshall. So, what is the main area of focus for the preseason to unlock your young squad to go forward and compete in the NRL? Yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, but at the end of the day, it's just getting to know one another. We've got a brand new uh, coaching staff, uh, performance staff, uh, all new as well, and a whole heap of uh, young players, and uh, let alone the new guys that we've brought in. Um, so, yeah, it's been getting to know one another, first things first, and um, and obviously working hard. And um, everyone, you know, trusting one another in that they, they know everyone's having having a dig at training, that type of thing. So, yeah, it's been, you know, it's been very, very positive as far as I'm concerned. I've been around, as you know, quite a few years. So I, <laughs> I, I, I can smell a good pre-season and uh, we've had a good pre-season, yeah. Tim, it's Ricardo here, mate. Um Thanks for joining us this morning. The boys have mentioned Robbie Farrer and Benji Marshall's being part of uh, your coaching setup with a look to them taking over in the future. Uh, losing is a habit, winning is a habit. I mean, how much is about these guys knowing how to win uh, an influence on the squad? Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Benji in particular, as you know, is going to be the, the ongoing coach after my two years, uh, which is technically as an interim um, so, you know, I'm pushing him to take the lead at uh, training, and Benji, that is, and he's doing a great job. Robbie's supporting that. Fern, of course, brings a lot of experience into the group as well. So I think it's a good mixture. We're getting on really well. We haven't had a loss yet, <laughs> of course. That's always a good thing. <laughs> it's a good time of year. <laughs> um, yeah, it is time of year. But uh, in saying that, you know, the, 
they've bonded with the players really well, and I think um, yeah, we've put a lot of work and effort into to the style of play we want to use. Um, and yet, at the same time, we we, we haven't overloaded them. Uh, we're very careful about that. It's just early days yet, so um, we'll build our season as we go. Yeah, it's a it's a wonderful model, Tim. I'll take my hat off to you for, you know, giving that faith to Benji and Robbie, and uh, you know, talking so openly about how, where, how and when you're going to handle hand that over. It's a a little bit about the next question, sort of two prong. You know, you've been like you said, been around for a while. You know what a good preseason looks like. Um, what's the game look like to you now compared to say five years, ten years ago? Oh, look, it's a little prettier, um, a little faster, <laughs> you know, uh, given, um, given the uh, six again rules and, uh, and the time clocks on it, just about everything. Um, so, but really, football's football. And, um, you know, you've got to win to play the ball, both sides of, you know, when you're in offence and defence, some things never change. And, uh, but as I say, the athletes get fitter and smarter. The um, the clubs um, you know, lead by uh, the coaches in particular lead by example because I always believe sport is coach driven and the coaches are getting more and more um, experienced uh, people around them the clubs you can see every club has got a very good staff and working hard so you know, trying to come up with new ideas and uh, stay ahead of the, the pack is not always easy either so it's very competitive and, and in being so you know the game gets better. So you're probably the most followed club in the NRL, and I I seen the other day on the socials you had a you had a fan day you had a fan day down there at Lockhart Oval. How have the fan base uh, been been taking to the to the team this year? Have you seen a lot of encouragement from the fans that you know the belief is is slowly coming back? Oh well, we I think we had well over a thousand, nearly fifteen hundred fans turn up um, to watch the training, and because uh, you know there's been lots of contact sessions. Um, been run by the different clubs, so uh, we had a, ref- a referee there. People turned up in big, uh, big numbers. Um, the players did a great job with autographs and selfies and all the other things after the game, after the game and the yeah. training session. So, yeah, no, I think there's certainly a, a belief there that the, the team's on on the up, and that's now up to us to uh, to carry that on on the field. Hey Tim, you've had some major success over the years with the Indigenous players. You know Johnny Lomax, Quentin Pongia, Mel Meninga, Chicka Ferguson. Um, you know Benji Marshall, to, to, to just name a few. The explosion out west of the Polynesian player. You know Penrith have have seemed to 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 grab that and and make the most of it. What ha, what are West Tigers doing to counter that? Well, at the moment. Um the, the southern corridor of Sydney, the MacArthur area, is is obviously yeah, the, the west branch of our franchise, and um, the junior the junior players there are heavily, um, uh, you know, um, what's the word? Um, Pacifica. Yeah, Pacifica. That's good <laughs> putting it. Yeah. So um, yeah, we we have a, a very strong element of that in the club. Uh, so. Yeah, that's um, it's getting stronger and stronger as the years go by. From the time when I can remember, um, the you know the under twenty threes used to have sixty percent of um, Indigenous Islander type player, and the first grade had about twenty percent, and then it's gone completely sixty percent. I would think of the NRL are, are Indigenous type players. Just. 
Just on that, you got Benji Marshall getting into. The, I never thought I'd see Benji taking over the co- coaching role. It's it's a it's a role you've really got to grasp and, and take over and and really attack it a hundred percent. So how has Benji attacked the coaching role? Well, if you come to training, he does everything from uh, run the session <laughs> to get in and run and, and run with the ball. Whenever the uh, we've had a couple of issues, we're still bringing back a couple of the halves. Um, yeah, they're carrying a little bit of injury, Brooksy, and so on. So, whenever whenever he needs to, we've been running young guys in there, but to give them a break, he jumps in and runs and gets knocked over <laughs> by the boys. <laughs> uh, Robbie does the same at times. So, um, you're not going to see me do that at the minute. <laughs> so, uh, I break if they hit me the way they hit him. But um, no, no, he's he's full on. Uh, he's he's easily going to handle it. Um, the coaching side of it. There's, of course, all the other sides that come with it, you know, the politics and uh, and so on and so on. So, uh, you know, he's yet to uh, have to worry about that, but that's coming. Uh, his apprenticeship will be two years. And um, so, given that he's pretty good at winning winning the apprentices type uh, <laughs> scenarios, um, he, um, uh, I'm sure he's going to handle this one. Oh, I love it. A real good wit there from Tim Sheens, the head coach of the West Tigers, and a message has come through for you, Sheensy. How many injuries will it take for Benji to get a game? <laughs> <laughs> Don't wish that on me, guys. Whoever asked that question, uh, we uh, the club, the club over the last couple of years, it is, it is the thing that can ruin you. There's no doubt. Is yeah. is uh, you know injury to your key people. You know, uh, in the salary cap era. It's not as if you've got two great halfbacks and two great five-eighths and full-backs and, and hookers and things. So, you know, you start with your best and you hope to hold on to it. Um, you know, we get back to 05 when we did win it. We were, I think, 11th halfway through the year. And then we got every player on deck and went through um, went through to win it. So you do need a little bit of luck, but a lot of good management helps as well. And, uh, and we've got a very good crew running our um, high-performance um, we're erring on the way of caution rather than push them and have them break at um, pre-season. We're gradually getting everyone there. As far as I've been told, um, we'll have everyone ready for um, for round one. So I'm hoping after the two trials I can still say that. Hey, Tim, you had, you had the likes of Mel Meninga, Ricky Stewart, Laurie Daly as you, as you, you go to when you're down at Canberra, you, you know, Richie, Robbie um, at West Tigers. With this team that you have now, who are you building your leadership group around and who who are you expecting to stand up and probably um, play out of their skin this year? Yeah, well, it's a good question. The With so many new faces, I'm still really working out who are the natural leaders. But Clemmer and Papalihi are, are really stepped into the club and really set a standard. Um, the halves, your spine, you know, your, your nine, Appy, is also doing the same thing. So that's been a, a huge success for us to um, bring in that type of calibre of player. They lead by example, which is the best leadership uh, form you can have. So I, I've been I've been happy with that. The younger ones are following that. But, you know, um, mm. uh, Dewey and, uh, and uh, Brooks, you know, the usual thing, your spine leads your club and, uh, and leads your team on the field. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll be announcing our captain in in a week's time at our launch next next week, and uh, it's been a, an interesting process. So, uh, and there've been some good candidates. So, you know, we'll we'll let you know in a week about that one. But um, 
no, I've been I've been happy with the way they've bonded and um, how there's been a, a really good uh, focus on leading by example from the senior guys in particular. Beautiful, beautiful, mate. We appreciate your time, Tim, and uh, I'm a huge fan of the West Tigers going back to Benji days. He was the reason I watched the game, and great to see him back in the coaching setup. We really appreciate your time. Go well tomorrow. You're taking on the One Warriors, and it's the first hit out before the season starts in a couple of weeks' time. We're right behind you, and thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, guys. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Tim Sheens. Head coach of the West Tigers, and uh, well, all signs are, are leading towards a, a better season, Kimpy and, and Ricardo. A better season they haven't been where they're hoping to be. Now, I think the key is, and, and it's all you know, signs are alluding to that. And you see, you spoke about Coruscant mm-hmm. unlocking Luke Brooks, like he is the probably the the major talking point for any team, but this team, the West Tigers, unlocking Luke Brooks so he can unlock this West Tigers team. Yeah, 100%. You know what I heard? Steve Walters down in Canberra, he had um, uh, Robbie Farrow with, with Benji Marshall as a, as a 17 year old. And the first player he's gone after when he got the head coach's job was up at, up at Curacao. I think the major signing, you know, the premier hooker of the competition goes to the West Tigers. Yeah, I, I just think uh, we're going to go to Paulie from TAB uh, in a minute, but I just wanted to make the point and get your take on this too, is how much is on David Klemmer, right? Because the hooker can only be as good as his go forward. Yeah, and look, I think I think Clems is a really good signing. You know, Australian schoolboy played New South Wales. He hasn't really hit those marks for the last couple of years up in Newcastle, but I think he's got a new lease of life. And I've read I read an article from him saying, you know, he thought he'd settle in Newcastle, that'd be the end of him. But he went down, spoke to both Tim and Benji, especially, and just went, yep, and no, I'm packing up and coming down. Um, so Clems, mate, Clems and Johnny Bateman, two big signings, but along with Uppy Curacao, yeah, I think they'll push. I think they'll push up the comp, hundred percent. Top eight, Kimpy? Come on. Uh, well, with Upper Curacao Hooker, yes, I think. If we can keep him fit, yes, I think they are. I think they are top eight. There you go. Top eight. Tim Sheen's head coach. If you've missed it, you can go listen to that on Izzy and Kimpy for breakfast on the SEN app where you can get all your podcasts. Great get. Love it. All right, now we're going to chat to Paulie Moati, but that was thanks to the Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Bet live on your favourite sports TAB app today. You can download it. Paulie Moati, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing very well, boys, and I hear you guys are going okay as well. <laughs> Not too wow, bad, Kempe's Paulie. going okay. Kempe's going okay. <laughs> Have you felt the damage, mate? Yeah, look, I'm not going to mention race five at the Cambridge Synthetic today. We're, uh, <laughs> in fact, no. <laughs> it's, um, we're, uh, we, I'm just having a look through the race, yeah, race four. Race four, number one, Louisiana man, uh, backed in from 7.50 to 5.50. Yes, we have had uh, a wee bit of support for Louisiana man, the Benfoot trained um, <laughs> son of Adamos. But uh, I just wanted to point out a couple of others at Cambridge Synthetic today that you might want to have a little uh, a look at. Race two, uh, it's the shares available now at goracing.co.nz maiden. Uh, over the 15-15 metres. And look, the best back has been the favourite. Number nine come together, 350 into 320. Um, but there's been a wee bit of action down the bottom of the page. Uh, the Richie Murray trained Nystrom, $18 into $13. That's been the second best backed in that race uh, behind the favourite. So Nystrom, $18, now $13. Uh, but the best backed uh, on the entire card today, you don't have to go too far. 
it's race six, uh, number six. I'm not sure. How, I think it's Apria or Aprilia uh, out of the Andrew Forsman stable. It's uh, that two-year-old race today at on the Cambridge Synthetic. Three dollars into two dollars and twenty cents. We have taken a wee bit of cash that way. There's been a five and a half thousand dollar bet on Apria at two dollars and forty cents and a thousand dollar bet at three dollars. So that has been nah. the best bet nah. so far on the card. The two year old Apria. You're not Tony Kim, and, and I'm not going to follow you because every time you do this, you ruin my multi. So I'm not listening, Paulie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just just trying to let you know where the action is today, uh, Izzy. And if you're a LeBron James fan, you, you'll know that he's only 36 points away um, from breaking the all-time scoring record. And the boys have put up a whole lot of LeBron James power plays uh, today. So if you want, you like your NBA, you like your LeBron James, you like your LA Lakers, um, there's plenty of options, power plays. Um, for you to have a little stab at. But, yeah, in terms of Cambridge Synthetic, best backdoor day, a prayer. Yeah, throw him off the scent, Paulie. I like that. I like the way you went. <laughs> hey, um, just, talk, just talking about Saturday, and Mark Walker makes on, a, on an absolute, you know, a thousand winners, unbelievable. But he's, throw, he's talking about this big race on the weekend with Imperatriz uh, and Wild Knight in the, in the Herbie Dykes. Are you, putting out a, are you going to put, try and put out a bonus play for us? <laughs> well, yeah, what, the final field's come out later on this afternoon, so the boys will be putting the markets up after that. Um, that was a great run by Wild Knight, I thought, on Million Night. Um, just missing out, uh, what, on the uh, uh, three-year-old classic. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Herbie Dyke and the BCD Sprint on Saturday. And, of course, the, um, was it the Group 2... Uh, uh, Phillies Classic. So, yeah, it, it, there's some great racing this Saturday. And as soon as the markets come out, um, we'll have a little talk about that tomorrow, Kempi. So that's yes to a power play. Good man. Love it. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, there he what is. Else? Oh, don't forget the rugby league as well, the all-star game. Although, to be fair, I'm struggling to find a whole lot of stars with the amount of um, guys that are pulling out at the moment. The Indigenous All-Stars now $1.61. Māori All-Stars out to $2.28. Fairly even spread of betting in that head-to-head market. Um, and on the women's game, um, at the moment, the Māori women are the best backed in that game, and they are slight favourites as we speak. Oh, there he is, Scentless Moati. Thank you so much for your time, Paulie. Pre- appreciate it, brother. <laughs> yeah, you have a good day, and no doubt you have another day off tomorrow. So have a good weekend, brother. Yeah, I don't get to play Pegasus every day, though. <laughs> well, that's funny you say that. I'm going to play that post this. Anyway, have a good day. Thanks for your time. Watch and bet live on your favourite sports and racing at tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R rating. Coming up, we got the live crew coming through in the studio, the Super Rugby Old Picky Coaches. Here's Aroha of the News for Kubota, building and shaping the future. Yes, welcome back. It is our pleasure to welcome into the studio Super Rugby Old Picky Coaches from the Hurricanes and the Chiefs Manawa. We've got Head Coach Victoria Grant from the Hurricanes Polwa and Chiefs Manawa Head Coach Crystal Kowa in the studio live with us this morning on SCNZ. How are you doing, ladies? Kia ora. 
Morning. We're really good, thanks. <laughs> They're looking good, I'll tell oh. you what. They, uh, with oh. their Hurricanes and their Chiefs Manawa <laughs> shirt on. Hey, ladies, uh, thanks a lot for joining me and Izzy for breakfast this morning. How's it going? How's, it, how's the preseason going? Yeah, it's been amazing so far. Like We had our first rugby camp um, just the weekend gone down in um, Upper Hutt, the new facility, NZCIS, and it was amazing. Amazing facility and amazing to get the group in. So, yeah, that was us. And um, we had our second camp in the weekend gone and um, played Fraser Tech under 85 men's team. And so that was a decent hit out, um, physical and fast, and um, exposed some of the gaps for us. So, yeah, good good lead in so far. That was day four on the grass um, for us. So um, got another week coming up next week with our pre-season competition. And we're looking forward to a game of three halves against the Blues and the Waratahs. Oh, we, we love it. We love it with the, the entertainment that the great game provided towards the end of last year. Look, just quickly, have you noticed the difference in, in the attention that's coming to the game, that's heading towards the game of, of rugby and particularly in our women's game? Crystal? I think the um, Rugby World Cup gave us a really good platform. Um, it engaged mm. a different group of the public that probably hadn't been interested um, or seen women's rugby as the spectacle that it is. So I'd say you've got a whole group of us who have been involved in women's rugby and like, man, this product, this game that we have <laughs> is beautiful. And now everyone else has finally seen it. Awesome. And we're like, yay. We told you so. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think we have a platform right now that's pretty special that we haven't had before um, with a lot more engagement. And, uh, you know, I think we see it as our responsibility um, to uh, do something with that. And, and Victoria, how do we build on this? I know I know the platform's been laid, but, the you know, it's, it's all well and said that we just stop here and we, we're just so wowed by it. But how do we continue to build this this product? Well, I think like with our super franchises um, really pushing around our memberships and our, you know, all the gear I think is really important. Like um, so many of our um, fans have been asking questions around, you know, where can you get a power top? Where can you get a cheese monoma top? So like that's really exciting because that hasn't been talked about much before. Nice. So yeah, yeah, it's amazing at the moment. So just need to really ride the wave. So, so talk a little bit about your your own coaching journeys. How how are you finding the coaching journey? Like, you know, it's a little bit different than playing, and you know, I know that myself being through that coaching <laughs> coaching system. Um, but what about yourself? To distinguishing yourself as I'm a leader as a coach as opposed to a player, are you finding that transition difficult? Um, to be honest, I felt like I went through that probably about I don't know eight years ago now. You know, like I feel like I'm well and truly in the coaching space. Like. Um, although in, in my team currently I have quite a few players that I actually did play with so <laughs> <laughs> that makes it a little nah it doesn't actually make it weird like I just know those players well like um, and yeah I think like as a coach yeah like I feel really comfortable in that space like I definitely don't get itchy feet to jump to put the boots on I can tell you that <laughs> yeah, that, yeah and, stay right. and what about you Crystal you, you feel the same? Uh, yeah I've, I've been coaching a long time and probably um, as soon as I started coaching, I saw myself more as a uh, coach than a player, so I definitely link into that. And I'm the same as Tours, there's people in um, our Manawa team that um, we both played with in Rome like 10 years ago, 11 years ago. And so, mm. um, yeah, it's it's good though because you have a relationship with those people, you understand them, you know how they move and how they think, and so it's actually a benefit. 
Well, let's talk about the product that's taking place in a couple of weeks' time. You've got a condensed tournament. You've got three round robins and you've got two playoff series. So how do you as a coaching group approach this such a condensed tournament? Like you've got a big squad. Do you just go in and, and hit the ground and play the same squad or are you looking to rotate? Um, for us... I think the reality Don't give is too much away. We have we only have we've had four days on the grass so far. And so mm. what you can see and what you can get out of those four days, how you can teach an attack D set piece, counterattack in in those four days before you play your preseason game, it's like a different beast. It's almost like a, a New Zealand Maldives tour or a um, under twenties competition, mm. like you're pretty much putting that week into those days. So um you know, until we played the boys uh, on the weekend, like that probably gave us a better understanding of where our players really are at. And um, you know, when we get to preseason next week, we're lucky we got game of three halves, so we get two starting lineups um, where we get to look at girls in a different way before we hit the preseason, before we hit the season. Yeah, yeah. Like we've been, we've been similar. Like we had our first really rugby hit out on the weekend, um, and had both. Um, we had two teams playing against each other, which was massive for us. Um, and I guess everyone in our squad, and we've also got a Province de Power squad as well outside of that, and they all came into play. So everyone's really competitive and everyone's really pushing hard. Um, so, yeah, it'll be for us, it's the best team playing all the time. Um, and yeah, because, but to be honest, right, everyone can be in the semi, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. there's that too, there's that too. So um, yeah, nah, it's it's really short, um, really fun, and man, the girls are real competitive. So it's oh, cool. of course, of yeah. course. Um, Victoria, approaching this season, I suppose there is something slightly different on the New Zealand rugby landscape, and that's uh, there's a certain halfback from Canterbury that's no longer around, who's who's pretty much dominated the the women's game here for what the last 10, 12 years. How much of a difference do you think that makes to them? Mm, I think Kendra's around on the scene though, isn't she? You know, like, <laughs> Always. Yeah. So, you know, like that's a massive ad- advantage to them, right? Having Kenny mm. there and um and they helping out their halfbacks. And they've got a couple of, you know, new halfbacks. So man, they'll be relishing that. They'll be relishing it. Oh, just a quick question from for you, Crystal. I know I've seen Ruby Tui running around and you don't know whether she's in, she's out. You know, what's she doing? Well, Ruby was at our <laughs> camp on the weekend, um, yeah. and I'll leave it there. No. Um, <laughs> that's, that's the answer. To, is Ru- it? Ruby um, is going to be Chiefs Manawa for life, and, um, uh, yeah, we support her whatever she chooses to do. Stop stealing her. Pai ki te kiti ki a korua i um and to Korero as well and about the Opaki tournament. Uh, look, just tell us a little bit about what the what the future holds in your eyes. Like, I know it's five weeks now, but where do you see that going to? You know, like after the World Cup last year, put 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 you on the map. Now, where do we see, say, in five years' time, in your eyes, the where this this tournament should go? Yeah, it needs to obviously go beyond our borders um, into Australia and also yep. our island nations. Like, that's only going to grow our whole Oceania area. Um, and we, we need that. Like, I, I think it just doesn't do us justice at the moment um, just playing our round robin. Um, yeah, and it has to. And then the girls just need that time and space. Like, at the moment, 
but part-time, you know, it's all good and well, but it's actually living two lives, you know, unable to get into that rugby space. So, um, yeah, it's really important for our group, all, all of in New Zealand, to be um, full-time over that period. Like, that's the best. Mm. That's the best for us. Yeah, I'm yeah, in the I same Yeah, I can see boat. this game, Brian. Professional, yep. um, uh, inspiring. Inspiring the next generation of um, women and girls to, who can see the, the end game. Um, can mm. see that professional rugby is for more than just um, the national team and can see that um, as it is around the world and other countries that professional rugby is a genuine pathway and option. Um, you have a nation that is in love with the game and there's a big portion of those that are female, mm. you know, and we can't just bank on their love and their passion for the rest of time. We need to reward um, the effort and when we resource the game um, we're going to provide a product that's going to inspire and ignite you know a generation and the next generations of um, school girls and school boys um, and I think that's the piece um, that we we have I think a responsibility um, to, to do. I love the game and I love when I see props kicking the ball. So have you worked on Crystal Murray's kick game, uh, Victoria? No, we don't need to work on Crystal Murray's <laughs> kick game. <laughs> she is that sorted. Honestly. She is that sorted. No, she she's is. amazing. How she, how, she, how she found the move down uh, all the way up north to, to Wellington just before we let you go? Yeah, well, we've got a few girls from Northland, right? We've got Aroha, um, Vic, and TK as well. So, you know, she feels right at home. You know, we've got a big, um, you know, Māori PI base at, um, with, the, with the power. So we've got a real environment where, you know, that just, you know, culture just thrives. So, um, yeah, no, she loves it down with us. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Hey, uh, tēnei te mahi ki a korua mō tō mahi um, ki te, te, te tākoro uh, o Aupiki. Um, all right, tēnei te mahi ki a korua. Thank you very much for joining us both, Izzy and Kempe, on SENZ this morning. Thanks for coming in. We wish you both all the best this year. Keep the, I guess, the ahika burning, the light burning in the competition for our wahine toa. And... Uh, May the best team win. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say which one. I know. I know who Izzy wants to win, but uh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's Cyclops. I'm Hawks Bay, bro. Go well. Go well. Thanks a lot for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, welcome back. How lucky are we? We had the Super Rugby Old Picky Coaches with the Hurricanes Paula head coach Victoria Grant and the Chiefs Manawa head coach Crystal Kawa in the studio with us. This morning, and you got to remember that takes place Saturday, the 25th of February. You got the Hurricanes Power actually taking on the Chiefs Manawa, so that'll be a doozy to kick her off. Uh, Super Rugby Old Picky, and that'll conclude in five weeks' time on Saturday, the 25th of March, when the grand finale, which will take place at FMG Stadium, Waikato. How good, lads? So good, so good. And I've got a bit of breaking news for you, Izzy, as well. Just uh, coming mm. through, so Ollie Ritchie from News Hub has just reported that Scott Robertson has told media in Christchurch he knows the state of the uh, state of play with the All Blacks job and expects an announcement in the next few days. Oh, how wow, juicy! What is that, that announcement, Lance? What is it? <laughs> sorry, fellas, they need a defensive coach. I'm really was he sorry. happy? Was he angry? Do we know his kind of mood he was in? Come on. Give us more, Ollie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He, I, he apparently he did say something about following Kempi in, so maybe that defensive role is uh, is there for you, Kempi. <laughs> oh, mate, Kempi, have a stab. What any is day, it? Scotty? Any? Oh, well, he's got the job. 
You're on fires of late. I'm not surprised. I don't mind jumping off the fences. I reckon he's got the job. And it'd be, I tell you what, if he doesn't get the job, mm, it's going to be interesting chat that. Oh, how good. How good. Maybe Scott Robinson has been announced as the All Blacks coach. Maybe a reason he was blocked to go and take over from the Fijian team. Well, well maybe Smithy knows. Maybe Smithy's got an idea. He's always on the pulse. We'll ever catch up with him shortly. Welcome back. We're coming up to 9 o'clock, and we're going to pass the baton over to the one and only Ian Smith. Smithy, how you doing? Yeah, guys, you've had a busy show this morning. I've seen some uh, big names uh, go up on the scoreboard. Tim Sheens, yeah? Got, yeah. Got the Tim Sheens How good. There. Yeah, that's Got very, the Tim Sheens good. on. Ricardo, mate. You get Ricardo on the team and big things happen. Big things, all right. <laughs> big things happen. You calling me fat? Hey, uh, no, 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 no. That's Just like big Smithy. names coming through. <laughs> big names coming through. Smithy, um, we've had a busy show. We had the Super Rugby Old Picky Coaches on as well, but there's been a bit of breaking news coming through as of late. From the one and only Ricardo regarding Ollie Ritchie, Razor Ray apparently has been told that he's going to take a. Oh, well, we don't know, but I was wondering what kind of mood he was in. I'm wondering what kind of mood he was in. Is it going to be announced? Well, I, I didn't, I, this is all news to me. I mean, Ollie Ritchie will get the scoop because he's a can tab. But ha- having said that, <laughs> I, look, I don't know. I, I honestly can't. Mm. Why, why now? Israel, why now? Why, why would you appoint him now? Because they're it. trying to deflect all the players that are leaving at the moment. There's been an influx or exodus, as they say, of players that are leaving the country. Maybe trying to change the change the the, the angle here. Wow, it's that right? Uh, you know that um, my desire for to be an all black jer- wear an all black jersey or retain an all black jersey is absolutely mm. hell bent on who the coach is. Mm. How do we stop this, Smithy? Can we compete with Japanese well, rugby cool. and the numbers they're throwing at these players? No, I wouldn't think so. Uh, we've just got to um, make sure that there's a, a great production line coming through, uh, you know, and, and uh, make sure that the desire is still there to wear the black jersey. And, and that, to me, is, is the key. Maybe I won't answer my own question there, but uh, to be perfectly mm. honest, I would have thought that's still the goal. Um, you know, when, when you're a, a kid growing up or you're going through the mm. super uh, super rugby ranks or whatever, um, is your desire to play in Japan these days, Israel? Is that, is, that, is that what it is? Your first desire is now to play in Japan, not to be an All Black? Um, I don't think so, but I just can't see them... Sorry, Rick, I just can't see them cha- continue down the street. Like, we've... Like the the com- competition out there at the moment, we've always held on to to being all black. You got to stay in New Zealand and play, but at the moment we're heading down that track of just being another team. Interesting. Mm. Okay, Ricardo. Uh, no, I was just going to say to you, Smith, there was a conversation we had earlier in the show, but you know, do we need to? Does New Zealand rugby need to embrace Japanese rugby more, and rather than try and cut the clubs out that are there like they tried to with the Sunwolves, actually embrace the Toyotas uh, and the Kobe's and things, and invite a couple of franchises into Super Rugby, given we're losing the South Africans, and then just make that rule that hey, if you're playing in Super Rugby anywhere, you can be selected for the All Blacks, and that's how we keep the All Blacks strong. Well, that that is the other option. That is the other option to just uh, to say you do not have to play. In New Zealand competitions to be eligible to eligible to be an All Black. Yeah, just get um, on. That'll, with it. Um, yeah, just get on. With, that'll rip them, rip some <laughs> of our competitions apart, uh, because the exodus will probably be even greater. 
It's um, happening. Rather than smaller. Yeah, it's, it's happening. Just get on with it. Just mm. get on with it. Beautiful. Like the NRL. Let's, oh, yeah, just, let's just get on with it. Let's just get, get on, on with it. it. <laughs> Appreciate your time, Smithy. You have a big show ahead. Uh, everyone will be staying tuned and ready to rip in for the next three hours. Thanks so much for your time. And cheers for all your messages. A quick one before we shoot off. Lads, if Razor isn't the next AB's head coach, I'll never, ever watch rugby again or even sell my ABs and Hurricanes merch. Well, you can sell the Hurricanes merch. I don't mind that. It is from PD. Cheers. We're back tomorrow.